Good morning, I'm Gabriel Hilti and this is Morning Mixtape News. It's Monday, November 13th, and you're listening to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. These are the top stories today. Former Canadian fashion mogul Peter Nygaard found guilty of four counts of sexual assault. In the United States, the new House Speaker reveals the Republican plan to avoid a government shutdown. It's facing opposition from both parties. And in the Middle East, crisis in Gaza, as two major hospitals are in critical condition and running out of supplies. Health officials accuse Israel of hostility. Then, Cindy joins with this week's segment of Canadian Connection. And after, the show rounds off with sports and the weather forecast for today. Let's look at the headlines. In Toronto, the one-time Canadian fashion mogul Peter Nygaard is found guilty of sexual assault. Global News and others report the jury on Sunday found Nygaard guilty on four of five counts of sexual assault and not guilty of one count of forcible confinement. As part of the six-week trial, the verdict comes after six days of deliberations by the jury. Nygaard was accused of attacking five women in the bedroom suite of his office in a downtown Toronto office building. The five complainants in the trial testified they were sexually assaulted after being invited to Nygaard's office for things including job interviews and building tours. Nygaard took the stand in his own defense and denied all allegations. The Crown argued his testimony was inconsistent and unreliable, which is ultimately also what the jury saw. Four women said they were assaulted by Nygaard when they were in their 20s, and one said she was 16. They testified the attacks happened from the late 1980s to around 2005. Following the verdict by the jury, the Crown attorney thanked all the women who came forward and commended their courage. Nygaard's sentencing date will be set later this month. The maximum sentence in Canada for sexual assault is 10 years. CBC News reports Nygaard still faces criminal charges from other jurisdictions, including charges of sexual assault and forcible confinement in separate cases in Manitoba and Quebec. He is also fighting extradition to the U.S. for charges in New York, which include sex trafficking by force and fraud or coercion. In the United States, new House Speaker Mike Johnson unveils the Republican plan to avoid a government shutdown. The Guardian reports Johnson revealed the stopgap spending measure to fund the government late Saturday. It already faces opposition from both parties in Congress. The plan would fund parts of the government until January 19th and others until February 2nd. This is unlike traditional continuing resolutions, which fund all federal agencies for a specific period. The bill does not contain any additional funding for Palestine, Israel, or the Ukraine. Hardline right members of Johnson's Republican Party criticize the bill because it doesn't include any spending cuts. Democrats have questioned the concept of splitting up funding for federal programs and having two staggered deadlines. The bill has a hill to walk up in the closely split Congress. The New York Times reports it cannot lose more than four Republican votes if all Democrats are present and oppose the plan. The time to fund the government is short, with both the House and the Senate needing to agree on a spending vehicle by Friday. 
If no agreement is reached, the government would head into the fourth partial shutdown in the last 10 years, disrupting pay for as many as 4 million federal workers. The Times reports the bill could be up for a vote on the House floor as early as Tuesday. Mr. Johnson's predecessor as Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, was ousted from the job last month by hard-right Republicans after he relied on Democrats to pass legislation and avoid a shutdown. In the Middle East, a crisis at two major hospitals in Gaza as they run out of supplies. The Guardian and others report Gaza's biggest hospital, Al-Shifa, and another major facility, Al-Quds, are without oxygen, medical supplies, electricity, and fuel. With Israel continuing a full ground offensive and bombing of Gaza after the October 7th Hamas attack, Al-Shifa Hospital has been without fuel since Saturday. The Hamas-run health ministry says this led to the deaths of three premature babies and four other patients, with close to 40 more babies at risk of death. Israel says they placed around 300 liters of fuel near the hospital on Saturday to aid the situation. Health ministry officials condemned the move and told Al Jazeera the fuel would power the generator at the hospital for less than an hour. CBC News reports the director of hospitals in Gaza, Mohamed Zakut, said the death toll hasn't been updated since Friday, with medics unable to reach areas hit by Israeli bombardment. The UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, told CNN Hamas's attack does not justify the collective punishment of Palestinians. With the war entering its sixth week, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected a ceasefire until all Israeli hostages are returned. Netanyahu said the responsibility for any harm to civilians lies with Hamas. Israel has cut off supplies like electricity, fuel, water, and food to the besieged Gaza territory and its 2.3 million inhabitants for weeks. It also continues to attack and bombard the occupied territory as part of its, quote, full force, quote, offense, with the aim to end Hamas's rule in Gaza. Israel to date has rejected the growing international calls for a ceasefire and concerns over human rights violations and the soaring death toll in the recent escalation. That's it for the headlines. Now over to Cindy with a look at the Canadian movie Juno in her segment, Canadian Connection. Good morning, Met Radio listeners. I'm Cindy, and each week I'll reintroduce you to Canadian media you might feel connected to or tell you how Canadian entertainment is connected globally. I'll cover it all. Movies, TV, music, books, anything. Welcome to the Canadian Connection. Today I want to talk about a film that, although released over a decade ago, always seems to remain in pop culture discussion among young adults. This is 2007's Juno. Of course a coming-of-age movie is going to resonate at some level with younger generations, but Juno has kind of passed the test of time. Perhaps this is because of the film's recognizable, witty, smart-mouthed dialogue that's used to deliver a serious topic, which is 16-year-old Juno, played by Elliot Page, grappling with an unplanned pregnancy. The baby's father is her friend Polly. Juno is unsure about her feelings for Polly, and more importantly what she wants to do with the baby, and that's the basis of the film. The film did receive criticism for discussing abortion and showing a young girl making her own decision on the matter, but it absolutely blew up and became somewhat of a phenomenon. The film had a $6.5 million budget. It clearly did not expect to be as successful as it was. 
because it ended up grossing over 2 million US dollars. It also won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay and was nominated for three other categories. It kind of started this almost hipster era of movies that attempted to follow a style of writing and tone. Juno's success was because, and this is in lack of finding a better term, it's quirkiness. It was very unique at the time. It has a comedic, almost carefree way of handling a serious topic. If while you're watching the film, you want to analyze the themes underneath the surface, you can do that. But if you just want to watch it as a straightforward comedy, that works too. Juno also became known for its use of memorable music. It exclusively used small artists in the soundtrack, which was very intentional. This is because those were the tunes the creators thought the characters would actually listen to. Its Canadian connection is that it was directed by Montreal-born Jason Reitman. It stars Canadian actors Elliot Page and Michael Sarah. Page was born in Halifax and Sarah in Brampton. If you haven't seen the film already, I highly recommend giving it a watch. Even if it's not your type of film, watch it for the sake of checking out a cult classic. Thanks for listening. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I'm Cindy Zogu. Thanks, Cindy, for keeping us up to date on Canadian media. Looking at today's weather, it's mainly cloudy in the morning, with the sun coming out a little bit more in the afternoon. The high reaches up to 11 degrees, with the low at plus 2. In sports, the Toronto Raptors play tonight against the Washington Wizards here in the city. Game starts at 7.30, the Raptors coming home from a loss against the Celtics on Saturday, but a road trip with an overall winning record. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape News with today's top headlines and stories in just 10 minutes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Met Radio News to stay posted on all the latest news content. For Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm your host, Gabriel Hilti. We'll be back tomorrow.